The gyms may not be full, but my biceps are pulsating, and there's definitely no shortage of madness this college b-ball season. For us fans, the college basketball powers that be have gifted us with a top-tier matchup between two powerhouses. This weekend, Gonzaga and Baylor will be going toe-to-toe for what could be the nation's top ranking. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is bringing you closer to the action with these can't-miss offers. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all college basketball fans who sign up now the chance to win $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win in this clash of titans. Plus, you'll get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win. That's right, bet $1 to win $100 using code DNVR during sign-up to take advantage of these offers. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, you gotta be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, welcome to That's Good Broncos podcast, YouTube channel, illegal organ harvesting ring. We do it all here. Um, Today's episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up over at DraftKings to take advantage of their exclusive offers here to our Colorado audience, and also my coffee brand, Benchwarmer Brew. Link in the description, benchwarmerbrew.com. Yeah, it's my coffee. I started a coffee company. I've got organic, craft, roasted beans, ethically sourced, and we donate a meal to a hungry family for every order that's placed through the FAYA Foundation. So when you buy my coffee, you're doing something good for somebody else. Uh, Will hasn't even tried the coffee yet. I've got to get him some beans, but uh, just so you know, it's down there. We've got some Broncos shit to get through today. Let's see here. Let me pull up my script because we've got Steelers Ravens playing right now in the middle of a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Beth Bolin making some noise about the Broncos ownership situation The Garrett Bowles Pro Bowl voting, you can do it now through social media. So we're going to campaign for Garrett. Uh, The the Steelers-Ravens game that's being played right now is just a great uh, cherry on top of the hypocrisy of the NFL. We might dive into that. Some interviews. Kyle Shermer, the quarterback, joins the team. Shelby Harris might play. So actual some actual uh, news to get through ahead of fucking the Broncos got to play the Chiefs this week which I am I am not 
too excited about. Uh, but who is God? Uh, wh- where would you like to start, Will? I would like to say first of all, Benchwarmer Brew. It's true that I have not tried it yet. I guarantee, though, once I do, I will give it a glowing review. Or like you threatened, my my pay will be severely docked, uh, which is fine because I'm a company man. You also said that it's ethically sourced, uh, and that doesn't mean that you know they they grow it ethically. It means we steal it from Starbucks and rebrand. <laughs> because yeah. let's fa- I mean let's face it, they have enough money already. Exactly, we steal it from other people who ethically source it. Yeah, we're like yeah. Ro- the Robin Hood of coffee. Yes, except we also like charge a lot of money for it. And we would never uh, employ uh, Kevin Costner as our spokesman. No, one of the worst accents in movie history. Yeah. <laughs> he mercifully uh, gave up on it halfway through. I'd put that up there with like probably Keanu Reeves from, from Dracula. Oh. From the Francis Ford Coppola Dracula. Both really bad accents. Yeah, I don't even know if I've ever seen that one. Uh, entertaining movie. Uh, wouldn't rush out to see it if you haven't already. Um, but if hey, if it's on, it was on TV the other day. So hey, why not? Fair enough. Um, uh, with our football team, however, yeah, I mean, this is the frustrating thing: is we feel like we didn't really get to enjoy a football game last right. week. We were robbed. Would you agree? We were robbed. It felt like a, a just a waste of, waste of like a week, and you only get sixteen of them, uh, in a in a year, and you have to cherish them all. At least I try to. And recently, it's felt like we only get fourteen real games a year, and the other two games are just kind of um, a foregone conclusion with the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. So, so to lose a game last week and and you know, you come back and have to play this game. It's it's a tough pill to swallow, but they're gonna they're gonna try their darndest. Has Kansas City like lost a player uh, to to COVID this whole year? I'm um, not convinced that they even test. Yeah, I don't know. I know Chris Jones went on the reserve list, but I believe yeah. he played that same week. Like I think he cleared so, all the the protocols or whatever. Right, and I'm just watching Cam Hayward sack RG3 right now. I can't wait for the hissy fit that John Harbaugh's going to (laughs) throw for, like, competitive reasons. Um, And maybe he has a point. Yeah, maybe Harbaugh will actually have the balls to to say something after this shit show. Yeah, I mean, after, like, a few days, do you think Fangio should have gone a little harder? I mean, I'm sure they're doing things privately. Hope so. Um, that's one of the things like we've, we've learned that the Broncos are unhappy with the NFL, but everything they've said publicly, they've been kissing their ass and being like the good team to accept, you know, responsibility for blame. Ed Warder, probably right to do that. Ed Warder took a, a shot at Mike Kliss on Twitter too. Did you see that? No. What did he say? He was like, uh, well, let me just pull it up. Let me pull up the exact words. 
It was about I mean, no one. No one tugs the the NFL's balls harder than Ed Werder. So yeah, where the no. hell is this? Fumble punt. Who fumbled on the punt? Uh, I think it was Ray Ray McLeod of the Steelers. Oh, Ravens going to get a chance? They just might. Damn. Their defense is playing pretty goddamn well in special teams, I guess. I tweet too much. I don't know why I called fair catch. Okay. This is probably really exciting for people who watched this game like six hours ago. Yeah, you're really good at carrying the podcast when I'm not talking, Will. Um, all right. So Mike Kliss was tweeting about Lock, Rippin, Bortles, all testing negative. Uh, so they're cleared to return. And then Ed Werder was like, at some point, you really should probably hold the team you cover accountable for breaking the rules meant to protect all during the pandemic. The league had no way of knowing these QBs were, were close contacts of a teammate who tested positive, wouldn't be infected. So, uh, yeah, they do. It's called testing them. Yeah, it's called testing them, Ed. Uh, it's also called you've got the Ravens playing a football game right now in the middle of a fucking outbreak where 25 Ravens players have tested positive. A player and a coach tested positive yesterday, and they were around the team. They didn't travel to Pittsburgh, but they're letting them play right now. So the hypocrisy, Ed, is fucking thick. It is thick. <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. And here's the thing is you can hold them accountable for not following the protocols as you know strict as the protocols are. And I'm sure, you know, I'm, I, we haven't seen the video. We haven't seen pictures. Uh, but I can't imagine it was terribly egregious given that no one else got it. Given no one else got it and what we've heard their explanations be, given it's yes. in Drew Locke and his mother, but um, – it right. sounds like a as honest of a mistake as you could make, and they all accepted uh, responsibility for it. And yes, they could, you know, discipline them some way, how, however they want. And they they could have waited until Tuesday to play the game when the That's negative the point. tests were were all there. And That's so the by Tuesday, is, if yeah. anyone if any one of those quarterbacks say test a negative, um then fine. Don't let any of them play. And at least you gave Kendall Hinton a day or two to learn maybe three fucking plays on offense. Uh, that's what, that's what we're missing. Exactly right. And there's like people out there who just want to play the blame game. There's always going to be those type of people who want others punished without understanding the nuance of any situation. Uh, they, they see it as a black and white sort of thing. And we've already bitched about this, so I don't want to get into the, the weeds with it again, but it's just every day it's worth, that I think it's worth about bitching it. about because new developments have come to light since last we talked about it. Uh, the most you know, damning of them all, the fact that I'm watching a game right now yeah. between the Ravens and the Steelers. It's, you can still hold the quarterbacks accountable and at the same time acknowledge that the NFL had nothing to lose by pushing it back another day. The NFL – wanted to make a they wanted to teach them a lesson they wanted to make an example um of our team and it was it was totally unnecessary and it was um unequal treatment yeah 
it there's the, no there's no getting past that i guess like the biggest thing they would have lost is maybe angering the new orleans saints and forcing the saints to be in denver for what like three days or some shit <laughs> Uh, but I think even the Saints would have understood. Uh, they were talking about they like I think it was Cam Jordan and uh, Demario Davis had a lot of praise for Kendall Hinton going out there and, and like playing with no <laughs> preparation. Yeah. So like nothing respect for that dude because everybody understands how shitty of a position that young gentleman was put in. Um, which is why I tweeted today: Should Kendall Kendall Hinton be in the Broncos Ring of Fame? I think so. Yep. This is always a, so. a hot point to talk about on podcast radio shows, right? So I'm just trying to play the game. <laughs> Do they, is that like one of the things that they debate for hours? Oh, yeah. It comes up like once a year about like uh, John Lynch and uh, other players, like who's deserving, all that shit. I mean, I get it. Something you got to talk, talk about, about something every day for three fucking hours. Right. Right. Hey, fair enough. Whatever, whatever drives the ratings up. Um, okay. So the other thing that happened, a lot of ownership talk for the Broncos. Troy Rank tweeted out uh, Beth Bolin statements. Um, let's see here. Beth Bolin said, my sister Amy and my uncle John Bolin and I have had the privilege, along with all fans that bleed orange and blue, of seeing what a winning team looks like. Watching these past few seasons has been extremely painful, and we continue to see no other way to restore a franchise for our fans, but through a transition of ownership of the Denver Broncos. My father, Pat Bolin, would never have accepted the team's current state. Fortunately, my father's legacy as one of the NFL's greatest owners has been solidified at the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. We will forever reflect on the over 30 years of ownership that got him there with great pride. Our desire is for this team to be restored to its winning ways and to see more Super Bowl championships for Broncos country. We have been committed to and will continue to pursue resolutions on all issues in order to ensure a smooth and timely transition. We are hopeful the current leadership agrees that this is in the best interest of the Denver Broncos and almost, and most importantly, it is in the best interest of our incredibly loyal fans, my father's legacy, and the Bolin family. So they are pushing to get the Broncos trust to make some sort of decision on transitioning the team to the Bolins. And it then there's a dispute within the Bolins. Um because the team, the trust probably going to give it to Brittany, not Beth. So then there's like some other legal thing. Not Johnny. <laughs> Johnny's not getting it uh, for sure. I don't think he. I don't think he can be trusted to run like a, a fucking McDonald's at this point. <laughs> no, no, my. Uh, yeah, that's hard work. I'm not saying you know, <laughs> that's easy. Yeah, follow follow him on social media. Yeah, you, you, you'll you'll understand what we're talking about. So I guess like. I saw Ryan Konigsberg bring up a good point in that he said he thinks like somebody from the Bolin family is capable of, you know, leading as an owner in appropriate way, but also that the Bolins don't have the extra billions of dollars to be a truly effective 
yeah. um, ownership group or, or however you want to put it. So at this point, would you rather just see the team get sold to somebody than to have the Bullens continue to run it? Yeah, I mean, that's it's tough because on one hand, you got the – you know, you, you feel good keeping it in the family. For the namesake, feel, right? Yeah. Right. And you feel like, okay, well, you know, Pat was such a great owner. Maybe she can be too, but you kind of just have to reconcile the fact that they're two different people. And if the money's not there, it makes it really hard to compete. And it's not like in baseball because there's revenue sharing and, you know, we're not hiring Billy Bean to make the most of like a $30 million payroll here. Right. Uh, but you do need, you do need some cash flow, especially now. Yep. Uh, it's incredible. Like the NFL's uh, going to be more strapped for cash than they've been uh, in decades, probably um, coming up after, you know, this, this year, we already know it's going to happen to the, to the salary cap. So I think at this point, like you, it just feels, I don't know. You feel kind of helpless waiting for them to be sold you feel helpless right now because they're just in a total state of purgatory and it's impossible to um have sustained success without um a good owner i think yeah Um, it just like if there were if one of the bowling kids you looked at and thought was oh shit yeah that is that is pat bowling's child like that person yeah is going to continue to do things like the way he did then I think I would support it. But I, I feel like I would lean towards them selling to someone who can keep the team competitive. Yeah, and you do you do need money. That's the thing. Even if, you know, we decided she's as competent as they come, right. you, you're still hamstrung if you don't have the funds uh, to make it work. And two, when you're selling a franchise or you're looking for an owner, uh, you want a couple things, I think people talked about like on one hand you've got like the Bezos thing and at that point you know you have unlimited funds yeah and that's an advantage but you also have a guy who is that's going to be you know somewhere in the hundreds uh, in terms of the list of his priorities and so he's not going to be a particularly involved owner you would think just because uh you know he's got half the free world to run at this point so you kind of you want a guy who's got um some money first of all not just kind of like enough but just overflowing amount and you want a guy who's going to be involved you want someone who guy or woman obviously um but you want someone who's going to treat it as like a passion project or a hobby rather than an enterprise right because yeah. you can make money in football with a losing team. You want someone that's competitive and is in yeah. it because they like football. You want an ultra want, competitor. Yeah, you want someone that like cares about winning. And then it's hard to find someone that uh that A has the money to do that uh and just kind of understands that they're probably going to lose money until they sell it hopefully decades down the road uh, and right. is also, you know, 
interested in winning. So those are kind of the two things I think you, you need to have. Yeah, I agree with that. And I don't know who that is, but I do have some breaking news, Will. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Per Benjamin Albright, the Broncos have claimed Will Parks off of waivers. Billy Will back in Denver. That's uh, actually a – It feels good. That feels good. That's a great pickup for um, a team that behind Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson, you get a guy who can fill in, who can play all over the defense, who knows the defense. And with Bryce Callahan being hurt this week, uh, not a – I guess I I don't know if he'll be able to play – Wednesday, no, I don't think he can play this Damn week. It. We could have used him against Kansas City, uh, but I think it's cool yep. he's back in Denver. Everybody, I think, loves Will Parks. It's unfortunate it didn't work out for his favorite team, the Eagles and him, but uh, I'll take that back. I'll take him back. So will I. Yeah, uh, I mean, he was um, – I think he's probably a player they wanted to keep, but, yeah, you know, you, you can't just dole out money for everyone. If they were, uh, so it kind of worked out. Yeah, they weren't willing to pay him or Justin Simmons, so uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's probably that that cash that cash flow we were just talking about because you got to have like that's the thing. that money in escrow or some shit when you make new contracts. Right, I don't know. you have to like have the cash liquid. Yeah, you can't. Like, you know, we're going to put a lien on the stadium or whatever. I don't know how it works specifically. Um, but kind of like the, the broad strokes are you have to have the money up front um, in the NFL. But, yeah, going back to, to Parks, I think, yeah, it'll be a really good pickup for the rest of the season. Do you know how long his contract was in Philly? Not that it matters now, but. It was a one-year deal, I'm pretty sure. It's a one-year deal. Okay, so it's probably a prove-it deal. I yeah. Hopefully, he plays well at the back end of the season, and they they bring him back just for I don't know. I think he's a good player, and it's always fun to see someone come back. You know what's always weird though is when a player leaves and comes back, and they don't get their old jersey number. Oh right. Because uh, Bassy has it now. Yeah. It's funny, too, because every time I see Bassey, I first think it's Will Parks. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't, you know, once it's gone, it's gone. Unless you, unless you finagle it back, which I, I don't think he'll try to do. He's not that big. Uh, but I, I just, like, think about, like, uh, Tatum Bell coming back and wearing number 21. <laughs> Something weird like that. Right. I'm trying to think of another example, but you get the idea. It's a weird thing. Yeah, it's mostly just like I, I just want my brain to not have to learn a new number for an old player, you know? Mm-hmm. It's mostly mm-hmm. about convenience. Um, so Bryce, Bryce Callahan won't play this week. It's a foot injury to a same bad foot, but it's not the same injury. So I think that's good news. He might miss multiple weeks. So losing your best corner when the Chiefs come to town, uh, that oh, sucks. Great. That well, sucks. When um, you go to the Chiefs town. Yeah. Exactly. Even harder. And we, we just watched the Chiefs. We, just, we saw Mahomes put up two – or sorry, 460 or 420 against the uh, Buccaneers. 
Uh, they almost yeah. lost. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to write it, it's, yeah, I think Tyreek Hill had 220 yards. 269. At the end of the first quarter. Or 229. What was yeah, at the end of the first quarter, right? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is unbelievable because the record, I think, is 336. And I'm going to write a piece for Adam about – I would write it for you, but I already uh, gave him the idea. Oh, you gave about, him the idea? <laughs> I have to come up with ideas. Wow. Uh, why wow. a receiver – we It's not really our, our like, target, but it's That's why a receiver will never break Flipper Anderson's record. Ah. Of 336 yards. And the idea yeah. is like, what did the, you know, the Buccaneers were like, holy shit, we're getting torched on every single play. So we have to just shift like triple coverage to him and accept that we're going to get beat by someone else. And that's why most likely it's not going to happen um, anytime soon. But without Bryce Callahan, who knows who would have been on him most of the time? You just like, you. You have to basically play Justin Simmons like the Browns used to play. Um, what's his name? Jabril Peppers, where he's so far back, he's out of the frame. Yeah, it'll be a corner on Tyreek Hill and then Justin Simmons trying to protect as extra help deep. Yeah. So instead and, of having your safety being able to, you know, roam around the, the field appropriately, you got to have somebody else covering Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not going to be fun troublesome. this weekend, I don't think. But no. okay, so the week before, um, you were saying that the Broncos could have started Brett Rim- Rippin and used that minor injury Drew Lock had instead of a, a benching, right, to give him a week off. Well, he got a week off. Yep. So maybe, maybe this is Drew Lock's bounce back but game. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He got the week off after what I thought was a good performance by him. Right. Not a great performance, but not a great like one. Enough performance. Maybe he was ready to uh, build some momentum there. Yeah. And now he's going to play a Chiefs team coming off of a good performance where odds are he's not going to have a lot of success. It's uh, not as exciting a proposition as it would have been to – I mean, obviously, you know, what I said was uh, – I don't know if I was exactly correct there because he played fine against the Dolphins. Another thing that I've thought about with um, the NFL's – a decision not to postpone the game um, and force us to start Kendall Hinton instead of our starting quarterback, Drew Locke, is they need all of the all of like the tape and all of the reps and all of the games to evaluate Drew Locke and to make a decision going forward. And the NFL robbed them of uh, a game, a Drew Locke game against a really good defense. Yeah. And it, it would have been nice to see yeah, how Locke fared against them. hinders their ability to make a decision to some extent. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of upset about that, among, yeah. among other things. Among yeah, the fact that, uh, you know, there was no competitive integrity. 
it feels like this whole season's just going to be basically a waste for the Broncos because right. uh, it's been ruined by injuries. You haven't gotten the amount of reps and looks you want for Drew Locke. You've got Vic Fangio getting fired rumors uh, after this season, but Ben, ben Albright, who I think – has the best pulse on these sort of things says he expects the Broncos to make a, a couple coaching changes, but not to Vic Fangio. I don't think it would be fair to fire Vic Fangio after this season. I don't know if you had only, but if you had a much better option, which I don't know if you do, then why not make a move now? Um, it's just like everything you were planning on trying to be able to do this year, the Broncos have not been able to do. Uh, they didn't right. – Corlin Sutton's not on the field. Um, Justin Simmons, he didn't get paid, and he's playing great. So you might get fucked out of having him on the roster next year. Garrett Bowles got extended because he's playing great. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, your defense lost so many guys up front. You're going to have to figure out if you're going to pay Shelby Harris after this year. It's just, I don't know. It feels like the they're just playing for no reason, and it's been so much out of their control. Um, Shelby Harris might yeah. return this week, which is nice. A good week to get him back, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Blake Bortles is now going to be sort of isolated from the other QBs as a, their emergency guy, but so is Kyle Shermer, Pat Shermer's son, who was signed by the Broncos. Uh, so they'll have two options, and they might bring in a kicker to have as an emergency kicker in case, you know, McManus wouldn't be able that's to a good, um That's a good idea on That's their a part. really good idea because if you don't have your kicker, uh, you who is fucked. also your best – offensive player at this point yeah then you have to you know pretty soon the broncos have to go sign uh sarah fuller off the vanderbilt women's soccer team yep to do kickoffs exactly and then go for it on every fourth down yeah it's uh, a <clears throat> not a great place to be i just saw Derek wolf make make a huge tackle for loss <clears throat> oh, Good for nice. him. hopefully hopefully we can get him on uh this show pretty soon yeah you mean future nice. co-host Derek wolf I meant permanently, yeah. Yeah. Permanently get them on the show. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Ravens are fine. It is a good time for me to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, the gyms might not be full, but there's no shortage of magic ma madness, <laughs> like my my brain, this college basketball season. For us fans, the college basketball powers that be have gifted us with a top-tier matchup between two powerhouses, Gonzaga and Baylor. Can you confirm they are powerhouses, Will? Uh, yes, I can. Okay. Gonzaga is very good, and Baylor is uh, number two, so I think it's number one and number two. Well, they're going toe-to-toe -to -toe for what could be the nation's top ranking and DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is bringing you closer to the action with these can't-miss offers. DraftKings is giving all college basketball fans who sign up now the chance to win $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win in this clash of titans. Plus, you'll get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up with code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. 
DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNBR when you sign up for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win. Whatever tickles your fancy. That's right. Bet $1 to win $100. Use code DNBR to take advantage of these offers for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Got to be 21 years or older. This is for Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I think uh, you should bet Gonzaga. Because my girlfriend went there and she'd be mad at me if I didn't say that. Wow. That so is a hot why. tip. Yeah. Also, they're pretty good. Um, another thing, not really apropos of anything, but my brother tested, or maybe he didn't test, but he took CJ Anderson's temperature today. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, at work. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because they that's not like his job or anything. He's not like he doesn't work at the stadium, but they need extra guys there. And he's in uh, marketing at Cal. So he he has to come by a couple days a week and help him out, like taking temperatures and doing tests. So he he shot CJ with the uh, temperature gun, gun, the forehead gun, right in his forehead. Yeah, and talked to him for a little bit. Yeah, we got that uh, that gun for our baby. Oh, really? Yeah, to take her temperature. It just, it feels like, it feels like the no country for old men gun and you're imagine like Javier Barda coming up to you and taking your temperature like that. I'd oh, probably shit a, my pants. That's a great meme. That's a good like sketch. I think. Yeah. If I were a writer for SNL, I would, um, and I'm not yet. I, I would write a no country for old men sketch but Anton Sugar is like taking people's temperatures he's like hold still I know two people who work there if you want me to pass along your script do you really yeah Beck Bennett and Kyle Mooney I used to edit oh right their shit at Maker well Beck him and Nick Rutherford I used to edit their show Theater of Life Um, not saying they would actually like answer my email but you put a good (laughs) script together I, hey, hey, let's make it work. Let's make it happen. That's that's a really funny idea, though. <laughs> I swear to fuck, if anybody steals it, we might have to bleep that whole thing out. <laughs> Nobody who watches this show is gonna steal it. No, I trust everyone who watches this show, even the Chiefs fans. I've had They're so many people. great ideas on here not stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads you to believe maybe it wasn't as good as we thought. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like our best redhead script video. Is it underperforming? Severely. But it's All got right. a it's It'll, got a long fine, shelf baby. life. People are gonna find it. Here's a question for you. Is the word ginger offensive? I don't know. I didn't I don't think know. so. And then we wrote a script that had the word in it a lot. And then I got scared that it might be. So I tried to take it out where I could. I don't know. I got weird about it. I don't think I should because it doesn't seem like a 
it seems like something I hear people say all the time, but then I was like, fuck, is this something a redheaded person would not want to be called? It's like, like I don't saying, no. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's like saying strawberry blonde. Uh, I've been called a ginger before and I get offended, but that's cause I don't have red hair. Oh. It's got like a, it can have a reddish tinge to it. If I'm in the sunlight, uh, I acknowledge that, but a ginger, I, I picture a ginger like Andy Dalton, like, or someone with like the red freckles and, you know, right. can't stand on for like five minutes. Kind of what, you know, the old South park episode where you got the, the day walkers and the, the straight gingers. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you're listening to this, um, please watch that video and hit refresh a thousand uh, times until you get carpal tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's maybe the only way we can, uh, um, get a little momentum on that video. Yeah. It's okay though. It's all right. Uh, who are you picking for this game? (laughs) Broncos chiefs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll say that the Ravens game too. Oh, the Ravens game, I've got to turn back on. Um, Seven to nine, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think uh, Pittsburgh will, will come away with it. But okay. if the Ravens keep it close, they should pat themselves on the back because uh, they don't, they've, they've got a lot of reserve players out there. Yeah, they have a reserve long snapper. They're Pro Bowl – all pro long snapper Morgan Cox is out. That's tough. That is tough. I mean, and then Big Ben threw a, a an interception in the end zone. Uh, a la yep. Shelby Harris, you know. Right, so, right. We'll be back with the regular prediction episode this week here on That's Good Broncos. Uh, we took last week off. Um. What else? I think we covered everything I had written because down. Because I'm glad we took last week off because who the fuck could have predicted that shit? Yeah. To quote we did a, uh, Charlie Murphy. We did an emergency live broadcast. Uh, oh, Kyle Shermer. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched him play any football? I saw he, he was with the Chiefs for a bit. He played for the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, did he play at Texas A&M, I want to say? I don't know. So I feel like I probably saw him play there. So he's a, a capable, a capable man, I guess. That uh, I mean, he made it to the NFL. You don't make it to the NFL on nepotism, right? They might have signed him as yeah. the emergency quarterback out of nepotism, but no, I think that's it, also good for like convenience because they can, you know, communicate and shit. And so, so what you're saying is, Kyle. Kyle has uh, more of a reason to be on the Broncos roster than his father, Pat. No, I think he's on the roster because of his father. But Yeah, but if you're talking about nepotism, I would say uh, Pat Shermer has a job because of it. I think nepotism, yes, that's true. Because of his dad. Yeah, that, no, that's a good point. I think you yeah. might be right there. I just don't think Pat Shermer has a great track record as an offensive coordinator, um, but he's mm. continued to get work in the league. So it's just yeah. one of those things. I just thought it was interesting. Kyle Shermer uh, got the gig when 
we had Kyle Shanahan, another son of Broncos <clears throat> legend within reach. And as I stated in my video this week, I think LA is bad, bad with decisions about guys named Kyle. I think he's <laughs> anti-Kyle. You should have never released Kyle Johnson. He wasn't the general manager back then, but still. Yeah, no, you, you either go no nepotism or Kyle nepotism Sloter? all the time. Another guy they let go? <laughs> yeah, he's starting right now. Oh, wait. You, you want to know what I did last night, Will? What? <laughs> oh, fuck. You're going to probably think less of me for this. Come on, where's that script at? I was working on the all-food team, seeing if I could fill out an entire NFL roster with players who have food-based names. I've got Baker Mayfield, Dalvin Cook. Nice. Ricky Waters, C.J. Ham. I KJ would Hamler. argue that water is not a food and well, rather a drink. Th things you can consume, Jerry Rice, <laughs> okay. Cooper yep. Cup. C.D. Lamb, Irving Fryer, Jared Cook, Jeremy Sprinkle, Lloyd Cushenberry, Greg Van Rotten, which isn't food, but food can go rotten. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Brewer, Eric Fisher, A.J. Can, Taco Charlton, Julius Peppers, Corn Elder, Malcolm Butler, because a butler serves food, Akilla Witherspoon, because oh, you, you need a spoon, you need a spoon to eat food, Jabril Peppers, Buda Baker, uh, Deron Cherry, Eric Berry, Tyler Bass, Sam Coke. That's what I got so far. <laughs> Chase, what do you think on that? Butler food related or kind of a stretch? I mean, he opened it up with not food related, but, but things you could consume. So unless you're consuming a butler, I'd say no. <laughs> okay, there you go. Sorry, you're going to have to find another corner. Yeah, I thought uh, – I think it's actually pretty good, though. I thought I could do it with current players. I looked at every team's depth chart and realized uh, <laughs> nah, not, not there. Not quite. So then that's a good like, idea. You got to go that. and do NFL history. And then you run into a problem where cook uh, bakers and cooks. berries can be used too many times for this lit. Yeah. You only get, I think you only get one there. Cause you could do like yeah. Greg cook who was <clears throat> great for a season at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, how about Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, see, I was wondering, like, he's got burger in it, but if I've got I Baker... I think that works. He's better than Baker Mayfield, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's something That's something to expand on. Maybe yeah. it would do better than uh, Ginger's. Yeah, I was, it, I was reminded of it when I heard Corn Elder's name. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a dude named Corn Elder in the NFL. That's a really ridiculous name when you... Because we kind of just, like... We see it and we kind of write it off, but when you sit down and think about it for a second, that a human being could be named Corn is kind of hard to comprehend. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's a nickname. Yeah. Maybe it like is to too. Because like Taco Charles, Taco's a nickname, but he just goes by Taco. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so his name is Cornelius Marquise Elder. Oh. Uh, Damn. Dude, Cornelius is such a cool name, too. I think Corn, just like if your you know, legal name is Corn, very weird. But if your full name is Cornelius and you go by Corn, that's kind of cool. That's fine. I think. 
Yeah, I'll have to do some more exploring here. Um, I got to start looking into players in NFL history if they could fill it out. Yeah, I, I think there's um, a lot of potential. Yep. Just another brilliant idea nobody's going to steal for sure. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's time for that. All right. Well, thanks for making it through our fucking podcast. Uh, like this video or whatever the hell you want to do. Will. Sure, what up? Good night. And. Bench warmer. Brew! <laughs> the gyms may not be full, but my biceps are pulsating, and there's definitely no shortage of madness this college b-ball season. For us fans, the college basketball powers that be have gifted us with a top-tier matchup between two powerhouses. This weekend, Gonzaga and Baylor will be going toe-to-toe for what could be the nation's top ranking. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is bringing you closer to the action with these can't-miss offers. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all college basketball fans who sign up now the chance to win $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win in this clash of titans. Plus, you'll get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win. That's right, bet $1 to win $100 using code DNVR during sign-up to take advantage of these offers. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, you gotta be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.